You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Good afternoon, everyone. So excited to be here with you on another edition of Wednesday Wisdom. My guest today is amazing. I've known this gal for a couple of years now, and I'm finally just getting her on the show. You guys are going to love her. I'll be back in a couple seconds with Haley Rowe. everyone. Welcome back. So excited for my guest today. You guys are going to love this gal. Without further ado, here she is, the sales and marketing strategist and co-founder of Power Player Marketing Services. Welcome everyone, Miss Haley Rowe. Hello, Haley. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I love the pump up song before we get started up. I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's yeah, it's you know just part of making you guys feel good. So yeah. Um, good morning, Sheena. Good morning, Robert, or good day. So Haley, as you know, this show is all about Wednesday wisdom, sharing your wisdom. We would love to know who are we talking to today. So tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. So I am a sales and marketing strategist strategist, as you said, and also offer marketing services. And my goal is really to help coaches and consultants and online course creators and service providers take their business to from, you know, a hobby and something that they love to actually being something where they're getting consistent leads, they're selling their packages, things like that. Because one of the things that killed me when I first got all my certifications and coaching and whatnot was that okay, now you're a business owner all of a sudden and you have to figure out how to apply sales and marketing to your business. And a lot of coaches aren't ready for that or they're like, whoa, okay, how do I do this? So um, I wanted to take the overwhelm out of that for my clients. And I love that you said that. And by the way, guys, if this resonates for you or you feel like anybody in your audience or your group needs to hear this message, it is public, you can share it. So feel free to do so if it moves you. Um, but that being said, it's so true because, you know, as a coach, as someone who works with clients, it's really easy to start to feel bad about yourself because you don't have that marketing piece. Like if you're not careful, you can start to lump your coaching in with the fact that you don't know how to get in front of enough eyes or you don't know copy or you don't know these other things. And it starts to trickle in and become part of, well, this is why I'm not successful. Well, no, it has nothing to do with your skills as a coach or your expertise. It has to do with the fact that you're not a marketer. And so when people realize this, and I know for me, it was such a big aha to go from, oh my gosh, I suck at this to no, I'm really good at this. <coughs> I'm just... <coughs> Excuse me. I'm just 
really, I was going to try to sneeze on the break, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> I'm just really not, you know, very good at sharing it. And so I love that people like you are out there to be able to do that. Hi, Scott. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. So good to see you. So, okay. So that being said, how did you go from, you mentioned coaching and then how did you kind of move from like, you know what, this is really where my zone of genius is. Yes. So I started out um, working with people on their habits and behavioral change. And I um, majored, I got a bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship and I've always had two passions. One is just kind of personal growth and personal development. And the other is business. I, I loved learning entrepreneurship. I think it's a great uh, example of putting personal development into practice, having to do that for your business. And so after um, I got my bachelor's, I worked in business development and marketing for a couple startups. And um, they were wellness-based startups. They were, um, you know, I, I did that for a couple of years. And I realized that a lot of the principles I was learning could apply to coaching businesses and, co you know, people who are trying to grow their business online. And so I put my coaching on the back burner during that time to work at these startups wearing so many hats and doing all these things. And then eventually, um, one of the startups I worked for ended up letting everybody go because they were facing a ton of delays and all these challenges. And that was when I was like, well, you know what? I This all applies. Everything I've learned from this startup and wearing 12 different hats would apply to my own business. And so I'm just going to take that and, and do what I'm good at, which is helping people with their marketing, helping people, you know, feel, take their passion and turn it into a business. And so that's kind of what happened. And a lot of people who were coming to me, it kind of came out of who was coming to me. I was getting a lot of questions about from like health coaches and life coaches saying things like, well, how did, how did you, you know, do X, Y, and Z? And so I realized there's, there's a market here. This is something that um, I feel I can help with. And so that's kind of where I, where, how I started doing what I am doing today. And that was about three years ago. Wow, that's amazing. And that's kind of right around the trajectory of when I started doing what I'm doing. So that's really interesting that we're kind of like we were babies together. Yeah. So one thing that I think is really powerful about what you said, too, is, you know, I'm all about building your dream business. I'm all about like, what does it look like for you to do what you want to do? And you being able to say, you know, I know how to do this, but this is where I really excel. And this is what I want to put out there is just so powerful. And so I would love to know when you were building your business, kind of like what were some of the deal breakers, things you had to have in your business and things you were like, no way uh on -uh, that's not happening here. Yeah. So I love the concept of a dream business because I think it's something that you don't want to have to escape from. You don't want your business running you as I, as you know, that quote is about, you know, you don't want, you want to be running your business, not your business running you. So one of the things that was a very that was very important to me was that I'm focused on what's essential and what is, um, you know, not adding extra drama or extra needed steps that don't need to be there. <laughs> so learning how to manage myself and how to manage my time, it was really important to me that I took my business and I didn't overthink things and I just got moving and I started learning from my failures and, and not overcomplicating things. Because if I got too up in the weeds about very specific things, 
it would be a deal breaker for my business and it made not fun. And so I had to um, kind of get myself in that zone of learning how to manage myself and my mind and not overthinking things and just going for it. Another major thing for me that's important is that I am able to um, focus on results and, and really like I see I didn't when I first started, I wasn't able to say the same things I'm able to say now. So in other words, now I could say I can help you hit a 10K month. I can help you do X, Y and Z because I've done that and I've helped clients do that. In the beginning, it was a deal breaker for me to feel inauthentic. And I had to start with just saying I can help you with your business habits. I can help you improve the way you spend your time. Like, and, and so I think it's important for people who feel afraid in the beginning of their business that like imposter syndrome or whatever, just say what you know you can provide and what you've done yourself and start there. And you can always evolve your messaging as you expand. That was another really important thing to me. And then the last piece is I started out on my own and now I have a, a, a partnership um, in addition. So I have the co the uh, power player marketing services. And I think a, a thing for me that was important is however my, however I'm going to make my impact, I'm flexible to how that happens. So this, this partnership kind of came into my life and it wasn't where I, I wasn't expecting to do that, but it kind of happened organically. And as long as I'm hitting the end goal of helping coaches and consultants keep their jobs and, you know, rock their business, um, I'm open-minded to how that takes shape. That is like music to my ears because that is one of those things that, you know, you have your tenants that you teach. And one of my tenants is that you can't be attached to the how. You can be attached to the what. You can be attached to the feelings around the what, but you can't be attached to the how. Because if you do, the universe will definitely make that happen, but it might take 15 years, right? It's like my dad used to say, you know, you can put an, a, a monkey in front of a computer and he'll write the Encyclopedia Britannica dated, I know, but it's going to take yeah. a couple thousand years, right? Like it will happen eventually. But when you disattach or detach from the how it's going to happen and you just focus on, I'm going to have so many happy clients, I'm going to help people really make move the needle in their business. Now, all of a sudden, it's all open for you about how you go about that. And with what you do, just like with what I do, there's so much variety, right? Some people need a little bit more help and organization. Some people need messaging. Some people need strategy. Like some people need email marketing. Like there's so yeah. many different pieces and everybody's business is a living, breathing organism. So I absolutely love that you said that. So, and one other thing I want to add to the deal breaker piece that I think you probably agree with is yeah. I wasn't willing to sacrifice my health and my like mental well-being for this business. So in other words, I've never done all-nighters. I'm not like I'm going to hustle myself to the ground and I, I work hard, no doubt. And I do sometimes work a lot of hours, but not at the expense of my walks or my, you know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I yeah. just want to add that in. Right. Cause that's all part of it too. Like people think like, oh, my well-being is separate. No, it's very much part of your business because as Amy Lee always says, only when we're at our highest vibration, taking optimal care of ourselves, do we do our greatest good in the world. So if yeah. you're, you know, have a headache and you're not sleeping and you don't have all your needs met, you're not focused, you're not paying enough attention. You don't have that creative juice to be able to really propel that person's business in the right direction with them. So absolutely, yeah. totally agree with that. 
So moving into the content piece a little bit, what do you think, in your humble opinion, is the biggest mistake that business owners make when it comes to their sales and marketing? Ooh, yes. So a couple things that are I, I notice. A lot of times people get wrapped up in the wrong things. So in other words, they think things like, Posting on social media is going to be the answer to all their problems and have everybody coming to them for their services. Or they think having a $5,000 website right off the bat before they've tested their concept, before they've actually sold anything, they think that is the first step. So I think the biggest thing is getting focused on, at the end of the day, the number of offers you make minus the no's you get, as Brooke Castillo says, equals your results. So if you can set your business up, or, or if you're looking at what is essential for me, you need to look at how can I make more offers and, and set myself up in a position where I can make those offers and it's not weird. So in other words, you're nurturing your audience, you you are, you know, so social media is a part of that, but it's not like the answer, right? But how can you set yourself up to make more offers, learn from your nose to get the results that you want? So that's the first thing is getting wrapped up in the wrong things is a big mistake I see. The second thing I think is, that is a killer is um, comparison and jumping around. So in other words, I was just talking to somebody yesterday who said, you know, I see all these other coaches and people doing this, and I feel like it's so oversaturated, and why even bother? And these thoughts are not productive, and they're taking her away from doing what's actually important in her business. And at the end of the day, it's really not that saturated. If you went to a party or you were at an airport or you were in public, I bet you you're the only coach or online entrepreneur, or course creator, whatever, there. Okay, so it's not that saturated. Get over that. Focus on what's in your control and, and stop comparing yourself to other people. And then the third thing I think is trying to be too many things to too many people, which I know is cliche and everybody says this, but having a clear niche, having a very irresistible offer for that niche that they actually want to pay for that's focused on the end goal of what they want, not how coaching is a how having a course is a how offering a service is a how I, nobody cares about that most people in marketing language okay they care about what is it going to bring to their life how are they going to feel what is the thing they're never going to have to struggle with again what is the solution you provide so that's that's the third thing i see Yes. <laughs> and and I think that piece, the part about the transformational value, there's kind of two pieces to that too. And guys, grab your pens and pencils for this one. There's an emotional transformation, but there's also, and this is the one that most people miss, there's a tangible transformation. I like to think of this as the thing that if an alien dropped down in your living room, what would they see physically that would show that this transformation has happened. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is the piece that a lot of coaches, service providers, yada, 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 really miss is what yeah. will my life look like? Not how will I feel? Because the feel we get, right? You're going to feel mm -hmm. great. It's going to be wonderful. But yeah. what are the tangible outcomes that are going to be different yeah. in my life? Yeah. And it should be so easy that a 10 year old could understand it if you explain it versus I help you become an inner goddess you know, mm -hmm. et cetera. <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Right. I hope you wake up every morning without anxiety about what am I going to do with myself all day? That's a tangible outcome as opposed to I make you feel better or you're just going to be so aligned. Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> like yeah. Nobody, yeah. nobody right. even knows what that means. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, okay. Tell me um, and tell us and guys feel free to bring your questions in at this point. Tell us a little bit about kind of some of the services that you provide, like the done for you, the done with you, yeah. all that, because you have like a whole suite of services and these guys need to know about it. Yeah. So there's kind of two sections. One, I, I like to start with why we even do this. So first, I think it's important to know that as an entrepreneur and a coach, it's very hard to do juggle all the things. You're your own admin, you're the coach, you're the marketer, etc. And so what I want to help coaches do and online entrepreneurs do is be able to have leads coming in, be a little more hands-free in that department in their business, and also at the same time have the principles of sales and marketing working for them so they can convert more sales. So um, the kinds of services I provide, I, I do coaching to help you teach it to do it yourself first, which a lot of people find value in doing it themselves first before they hire out things because then they can know what to look for and that kind of thing. And then I also have a side of my business that's more lead generation. Um, and the way we do that is different depending on your business and who your audience is and where they hang out and that kind of thing. Um, but basically lead generation, what it means is bringing in qualified potential clients that fit within your target audience um, to see your stuff. Because the most heartbreaking thing for me is when I see coaches out there, they're killing themselves doing this amazing content, you know, going live like this, and nobody is seeing it or they're not doing something every day to grow their audience of, of people seeing it. So um, that's what I help with. I love that. Yeah. And, and I remember I first met you was because I had clients that were looking for virtual assistants. And I remember you said to me, and I I'll never forget this. You were like, oh my gosh, like you're Amy Lee. And I was like, <laughs> yes, really? Like that. I'm just, yeah, no, it was, it was one of those like moments that I was just like, wow, she like knows who I am. And I don't know how she knows who I am. And I, but it's so funny because now, I mean, it's like, you know, we, we, we're everywhere yeah. together and it's and it's so cool but yeah absolutely you are um, so online it's really awesome to watch and you're bringing value in facebook groups and things like that and so i did see your face so many times it's kind of like brand recognition <laughs> when you reached out i was like oh this i know i know who this is <laughs> yeah which is mind-boggling to me because i'm like yeah. i don't even feel like anybody even knows who i am but and that was what two years two years ago a year ago i don't know time flies it was a while ago yeah now if you said it i'd be like well of course but no i'm kidding um and nancy just said leads inbound music to my ears so yeah let's let's talk about that what does that look like what does it look like to generate leads for a client yeah so i think the first thing to get clear on is when you're going to do a lead generation strategy you want to think about okay what is my amazing irresistible offer and who is it for and then from there we're able to say okay it sounds like what would be good for you is something like linkedin lead generation or it sounds like something that would be good for you is email campaign or ads or whatever so but what i the way i like to talk about how did how we do lead generation in general is 
We want to make it conversational. We want to do cast a big net. So we want a big volume of uh, people that we're connecting with. And we want to make it personal and building a relationship because a lot of the people we work with are high ticket coaches or people who have offers where you couldn't just kind of send them to a page. And, and I mean, you could, but most of the time they're selling private coaching or group programs or things like that where they, they want to have a personal relationship with the person that they're buying from. Right. So the way that we do that is first we build you an audience. And um, just to give you an example, we'll, we'll take LinkedIn lead generation as our example. What we do is we build you an audience, 2,400 um, people within your target audience. And we use something called Sales Navigator. And then we do a two-message, conversational, friendly campaign. And that's part two. So part two is the messaging in general for lead gen. And, um, and then we do uh, that on repeat. And you're just you know getting new calls or getting new potential clients interested, that kind of thing. Another thing we do, for example, would be like Instagram growth, where we're liking, we're, we're following people who would be in your ideal client avatar, and they're following you back, and they're seeing your posts, and you can connect with them and that kind of thing. So I think that um, the thing, I, the three parts to it is number one, we build your big audience. Number two, we connect and start a conversation with that audience. And then number three, we follow up and follow through. And that's where most people, if you're a coach and you have 1200 different projects, that's where you're missing. You're missing out on that follow through and people continuing to have touch points with you and be able to come to you now for a service because it does take touch points to have somebody convert to a client, if that makes sense. So you wanna have that lead gen, that nurturing of the lead, and then they convert because you've continued to follow up, you've shown value, that kind of thing. And let's talk about that for a second, because this is something I can definitely weigh in on from an ADD perspective, is that, you know, when people don't answer you back or when they read you and left, leave you on read, sometimes they're me and they have five kids and they're doing laundry and they're trying to do the next thing or they just woke up or they're like, you don't know how many times people that are in different parts of the world will message me early in the morning or people that get up before 10, let's be yeah. real. And they'll message me and I'll like read it when I'm in a stupor. And yeah. then I like forget to go back to yeah. it. Yeah. And if those people don't come back and be like, like there was this one awesome guy that I met. Um, I ended up sent, um, accepting a friend request from and he lives in Ireland and he left me a voice message and I saw it, forgot to listen yeah. to it. And then this morning he was like, hey, I'm back. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But if he had never done that, you know, he might've thought, well, she's just a jerk and she's, you know, whatever. So it's like giving people the benefit of the doubt and understanding right. that the way that the world is today, we have decision fatigue. And you'll hear me talk yeah. about this on all my interviews all the time. The world is designed to keep us confused. I mean, look at Facebook. It's literally mm -hmm. like, hey, look at your newsfeed, but also out of your peripheral vision, look at these three ads. And oh, while you're at it, also look at the notification. Like yeah. we're t they're teaching us to be distracted, right? Like it mm -hmm. is, it is like it is being conditioned that way. So knowing that and knowing that that is who your ideal client is, because that might even be what you're trying to help them with you've kind of got to meet them where they are. So I love that you said that thing about the follow-up because that is so true. Yes. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many people have said, hey, thank you so much for reaching out or thank you so much for following up. Because people just are 
like you said, they're distracted. So I completely agree. And also, how can you, Amy Lee, the business owner, juggle answering your messages and that kind of stuff? So that's right. the kind of thing we want to help you with. And, you know, some things require your personal touch. And we don't know how to answer the question of, hey, you know, something extremely specific about your program. But it's much easier when you can focus on those things rather than constantly trying to juggle all the balls. And so let's let's touch on one of those, you know, misnomers, misconceptions, because, I mean, we've got you here. We might as well have this conversation. People think that things like lead generation and things like that are cost prohibitive. Well, I have a small business, but like let's just use some like round numbers. Like if if, you know, lead generation costs you a thousand a month and I'm just being super conservative with a nice round number, you know, and you ended up getting 10 leads and three of them closed as a client. Exactly. And those three clients are all, let's say, five thousand dollars. Is it worth it to spend a thousand to make fourteen? Right. Oh, yes. Exactly. It's like, what's the cost of not having people interested in what you offer? Because one of our clients who did LinkedIn lead gen, as an example, she got a forty-eight hundred dollars sale. A, uh, I think one of them was like a two k to three k dollar intro sale. And then an 80 grand part-time corporate coaching job in like six weeks. And that's not going to happen every single month, every six weeks, you're going to get another part-time job, but you are going to, you see that the ROI is and can be there. And even if it's not like rigid, like every single week I checked off, I I spent this much, I made this much as a whole, looking at the whole month, she, her investment was like compared to the opportunities that she got. So you do have to think about, okay, what am I missing here if I'm not doing something like this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, that's so true. And, and yeah, I mean, they say, you know, it takes money to make money and it, in some ways it really is true. It, but it's more, it takes an investment to, to get a return, right? Because you can't, it's like, if you don't play the lottery, you're not going to win. Right. You can't you can't energetically extract what you didn't energetically. Yes. And that's really where it is from a metaphysical perspective. So you can do this work yourself. You can go do your own lead generation. You're still putting in the work, whether you're paying someone to do it. You're still doing it. Nobody. I don't care who they are, is just sitting there on the couch, watching Netflix, eating bonbons getting clients. That's just not how it works. You have to be out there and whether you're doing the work or somebody's doing the work for you. And again, that's different, you know, like different people have more, some people value their money, some yeah. people value their time. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you, you know, you're going to trade money for time one way or the other at the beginning. So, you know, I think, I think it's really important to have that conversation. Um, if anybody has any specific questions for Haley, we can totally take those at this time. And while we're waiting for those to come through, cause I know there's a little bit of a delay, let's talk about how people can get a hold of you if they yeah. want more info. Absolutely. So, um, you can get a hold of me just by DMing me on Instagram. If you want, it's at Haley underscore row H A I L E Y underscore R O W E. I also have a website, HaleyRow.com. And then the last thing, uh, more for the marketing services, is GoPowerPlayer.com. Um, my business partner and I have a site together there. So, and, you know, feel free to DM me on Facebook, too, if you're more of a Facebook person. But really, um, I also have a podcast. It's called Health Coach Nations for health coaches and life coaches. 
Um, we share business time management, all that kind of stuff, tips. I have a Facebook group called Health Coach Nation. So I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. But um, if you want to reach out privately, you know, feel free to say hi and what you do. And I'd love to connect. Yeah, she's super nice. You guys, you'll love her. All right. So we don't have any questions yet. So I'm going to ask my own question. So you know about my business. You know what I do. You know how I show up online. What would be one tip that you would have for me in my specific niche that I invented? Um, <laughs> what would be something that you would recommend that that maybe I should, you know, add to my whatever? Yeah. Well, wait, so remind me of the niche you invented. Right. So dream design, right? So dream dream design coaching. So figuring out what you really want, unlocking kind of what your true desires are as opposed to what everybody else tells you that you should want or what everybody else wants. Okay. And what would you say is the top struggle you're facing in your business right now? That I'm facing? Yeah. Um, what is the top struggle? I think my top struggle is focusing on one program because I feel like I have two different open and close cart programs and then I've got some evergreen stuff and I have a hard time figuring out how to kind of like melt that all together in a nice, you know, cohesive storyline, I guess. Okay. So one thing, well, two things, just a side note, this will probably apply to everybody. One thing I found really useful this year is doing collaborations with people on Instagram live or in their groups or whatever. And so if you can get in a habit of like once a week, you do at least one guest training or one like live with someone who's complimentary to your business, like you do dream design, but maybe somebody else does like declutter life and and all that melts under like dream life, like awesome, you know, women who want to clean, you know, I don't know, just generalizing, but you know what I mean? So that can be something that a lot of people I think just overlook. Um, and it's free organic marketing. The second thing I'd say for you personally is if you have all these buckets and you're like, I I don't know, I can't, I don't know how they all come together. I would have something called a narrative that you write out for each different program. So in other words, I, what you, cause this will give you clarity about how they could work together or how you could upsell, downsell and how you can put this all into some kind of funnel all together. So I would write out like for one of your programs, what is the client journey? They find you on XYZ Instagram, or they go to this lead magnet, or they click on this ad, then they go to this email funnel, then they go to XYZ, then they sign up for the program. And then once they're in the program, what's the next step for them? Like what's the client journey? Do they upsell into the other thing? Whatever, right? So like write it all out and have your team look at it too. So they're like, because this is the other thing. Sometimes we get so bogged down in everything and we hope, expect people to read our minds and know and just be able to give us advice. But if you write it all out, so it's all like, here's what we do. And you do that for each thing, you'll be able to start to see the gaps and the holes and the like, oh, but what if we could simplify this step and connect it with this step? Like just getting it all out on paper will be the very first step. And then second, ask yourself, how can I where are the gaps in this process? What am I missing out on? Where are we losing people? Like looking at your data, like when do they stop uh, clicking on the evergreen, whatever funnel and seeing how you can improve those. And then the last piece is where, and, and 
ranking yourself on like, because as I always say, I go back to Alex Sharpen's five core functions, functions of business, which are lead generation, lead nurture, conver conversion, delivery, and retention. If you can rank yourself in those areas for each individual program you have and see where the lacks are, then you're going to be able to have a much clearer plan to, to start resolving those things. I love that. Yeah, that's all really great stuff. And uh, yeah, I definitely feel like I have a customer journey that like is like a ride at Disney World, right? It's like you're going up a hill and then you come down and yeah. like, Woo! And then it's like, oh, you know, it's smooth sailing here. And then it's like we jerk around a corner. Yeah. And there's a bunch of characters that are laughing and joking and it's great. And then all of a sudden you're like getting splashed in the face and you're like, I wasn't ready for that. Like, that's pretty much my customer journey. I think that anybody who's ever been on my customer journey could probably attest mm -hmm. to that for sure. For sure. Um, okay. Let's see. Jerry Lee says, yes, sometimes having a full funnel is it great is great and challenging to keep up with yeah good problems to have right good yeah. problems to have i love that mm -hmm. and of course lindsay's here so that's exciting never see her on here so glad to see you lynn okay any last minute questions anything you want to add to the conversation anything else you want to tell them anything yeah. you want to leave them with yeah sure um i always go back to my framework, which is grow your business the fast way. And it stands for followers, action, sales, time and transformation. So with followers, that's going back to our conversation of what is your strategy to fill your pipeline? There's a million different options. Pick one thing first, focus on it, and then continue to expand. Action stands for how are you getting those people coming in to see so much value and have such a clear step that they take action. And it's compelling and urgent enough for them to do so. So take a look at your copy, take a look at what you're saying and ask yourself, if this person has a problem, would they see this as compelling enough to take the action? S stands for sales. So that's how do you feel so confident on your sales calls? How do you feel so confident about the value you're offering that you are closing more sales, that you are preparing the client for that conversion, that kind of thing. And then time and transformation is time management. Where are you spending your time practicing constraints um, from things that you don't need to be focused on right now? And then uh, transformation is making sure you're always clear on the transformation you're providing and your personal transformation you need, who do you need to become to become the business owner who can have the results that you want and provide the transformation that you want to provide. So in a nutshell, I think everything in business falls under one of those categories. And um, my takeaway for your audience would be to ask, have them look at that and say, which one do I want to focus on first? Where are the holes? And what am I going to focus on for the next month or three months or whatever? Yes. And speaking of audience, I don't know if you know this, most people don't know this, but we are live right now on my personal profile on two business pages in Ooh. my group. And we're also live on YouTube. So wave to YouTube. Oh my gosh. Wave to you. Oh, that's efficient. I love that. Yeah. StreamYard is where it's at. Let me tell you. It is amazing. Nice. It's like one-stop shop. I'll never go back. Sorry, Zoom. I love you, but mm -hmm. I love StreamYard more. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Haley. You're amazing. I hope that 
people got, I mean, I know people got a lot out of this. And of course you're in the group. So if people have questions that they don't necessarily want to ask publicly, they can ask you in the group. She's in my group. If you guys aren't already a member of my group, the name of it is Dream Building Entrepreneurs. We would love to have each and every one of you. It is a great place to hang out, very high vibe. But we also have a lot of practical knowledge, tips, tricks, expert, you know, um, conversations, and of course, talking about manifesting our dream lives and businesses. So I hope you guys will join me there. Um, and that being said, Haley, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being here. It has been such a pleasure. And I really am glad that you were able to join us after all this time, right? Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. You're so welcome. And that'll do it this week, guys, for Wednesday Wisdom. Until next week, when I'm back with another awesome guest, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Oh.